Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Here we go. Um, Charles Swingle says, our greatest need, vision is essential for survival. It is spawned by faith, sustained by hope, sparked by imagination, strengthened by enthusiasm. It is greater than sight, deeper than a dream, broader than an idea. Vision encompasses vast vistas outside the realm of the predictable, the safe, the expected. No wonder we perish without it. I love that statement. I said it this morning. I felt to say it again. I did say no significant life can be led unless you get a vision for your life. There's a scripture and it, and it goes like this. We'll, we'll get it straight up. We'll talk about, um, say Proverbs 29 verse 18. Where there's no revelation of your future, prophetic revelation of where you're going for next 13. If you don't understand, help me, I'm, on, I'm, I'm doing it. You listen, I'm doing it. I'm there already. Where there is, because I'm crunching, I'm going to crunch for about 15 minutes, no more. Where there's no revelation, where there's no prophetic, hey, I hope Bree's all right, Jonathan. Uh, Bree wanted to be here tonight, but she's sick. How many other people do we know that are sick? Stomach bugged. Stomach bugged. Yeah, Father, we're praying for them, believing for their healing in Jesus' name. Good to see you, Maddie, in the house too. Where there's no revelation, the people cast off restraint. Casting off restraint is that, okay, so if you don't get a vision, let's talk about Kelly Slater. He's a mad surfer, isn't he? If he never got focused to get fit, to ride every wave he could, he would have won 10 world champions. Amen? If he said, ah, oh, look, this week, forget it. Monday, oh, oh, man, I'm just, nah, forget it. And I'm going to have a drink, and I'm going to have a bong, and I'm going to... And, uh, oh, now I'm the world champion. That's right. I've got a, oh, what am I doing? Now, guys like that don't live like that. They live focused with direction. It's like railroad tracks. Now, something happened to Abraham, Moses, Isaiah, Jeremiah, David, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Paul. They had an encounter with God. That's what happened for Phil and Julie. We had an encounter with God. We're just the nice attendees of a great church in Sydney, which is now the third, fourth biggest Christian church. And it was about, about this size, 120 people back then in mid-80s. Now it's a huge church, inspired church. Um, but something happened in 93. A move of God came along. Uh, Rodney Howard Brown, some people would have heard of, it, heard of him. He loosed the power of God into meetings like we've never known. And that power apprehended our lives. And we got vision to live our life extraordinarily. We, we, begun adventure, we, we, we began an adventure. We stopped doing the same things during the week and we started to pursue God. So we went just from being a nice little family, little kids, having our meals at set times, which we never did. But um, we... We went from going to Newcastle to Sydney, chasing God down. Because we had a vision of God could make a difference on the planet. 
Because everyone wants to make a difference, don't they? They really do, unless you, you probably don't know it, but you want to make a difference. When you visit your sick aunt in hospital, you want to make a difference. You want to heal her. You want to lay hands on her, maybe. You want to believe for her health. That's why you pray and believe. You want to make a difference in your community, in your school. You want to make a difference in this church. That's why you serve and you give your time to this church. You want to make a difference. We're born to make a difference. There's only one way that I know, and it's, it's the Bible way, and that is to get vision that God can uh, give you power to enable you in your purpose, which is a word again we use in church life, purpose. You have a purpose. There's something about you, whether you know it or not, like it or not, there's some purpose in you that you can use on this planet because you're born special. You're not just, ah, oh, that's number, ah, oh, that, that's just model number four, five, six, seven. Oh, they, they, no, they don't do anything extraordinary. Yeah, bring them through, send them down. Model five, six, seven, four, there he goes, just to live a dull, boring life. No, everyone is created purposefully, intentionally by the master creator, Christ God. And you've been sent to make a difference. You've been sent to be favored by God. You've been sent to do something wonderful. Now, it might not be, be the prime minister or be a world-renowned musician, but it will be something that can complement some God work in your community, somewhere in your proximity. There's somewhere where you can serve and do something for God. Ah. Vision is, okay, now I've got to get into the mechanics because if I say vision, you straight away think in your soul realm and you think I've got to get goals and have a vision and I can see myself doing something. Vision's not that. Vision is this. Okay, so I need to back it up. The Bible says, okay, scripture, uh, the guys are not going to have this one, but in Thessalonians, it talks about that you are body, soul, and spirit. Amen? It says that. There's some contrary opinion out there, but I choose to believe the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, 1 Thessalonians 5.23. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, now your spirit's completely sanctified, but your soul and body can be sanctified by your efforts, your discipline. It's up to you. Your spirit is squeaky clean. Be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, pull it up. Here we go. Show and tell. Can I have this removed for a moment? I need to do something. I'm starting to lose people already. Because when I said body, soul, and mind, I, I need for this to live in you forever. This, um, I need just maybe that over there. Yeah, that over there. And I'll have this pulpit there so I can get to it maybe. I, I need... So I've made a point that you are made up of three components... You are made up of three components. And um, you are body, which is what you present to the world. And uh, that's great. But then if you back it up into your internal life, you are soul. Jesse, can I have you as the body? L, the body. Yeah, just stand down there, darling, so it's not too embarrassing. Ollie, can I have you as... The soul. Soul man. And if I could position you there, good buddy, I would really appreciate that. 
So I, them, all of us, the Bible says, have made a body. This is our tent. This is how we move through life. Uh, your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions. So at any given moment, Ollie could start crying, or he could start laughing, or he could start um, getting angry, because I said mind, will, emotions. Or he could decide just to hop down from there and just walk out. Do you know what I'm saying? So this is the soul. And this is the complication that we deal with every day. This soul, when Garth does his preaching message on giving, this soul has got to deal with it. And this soul will decide if it will give or not. Because it's the mind, the will, and the emotions. It decides, and it decides currently how it feels. If I've had a bad day, I don't feel like giving today, Garth. If I'm angry, I'm not going to give. But if I'm glad and I'm doing well and I've had a great weekend, I may give. That's the soul. The soul lives a lot according to the weather almost. It could be up or down depending on how his hair is. Depending on how he feels. This is quite volatile. A lot of people live here in the soul realm when you got saved here it is this is what i wish someone had told me years ago when you got saved you gave allowance for jesus to regenerate your spirit to cause your spirit to come alive jonathan i'll choose you for the spirit man i choose you this day I'm going to place you at the next step, buddy. We're going to take you higher. Now, Jonathan went to a, went to a meeting. He's, just, say he's, just say this man is unsaved. Just say this one person, body, soul, and spirit, you're made up of three parts. Just say they've come to see three Tugra, but they respond to the message. It's appointed under a man to die once, once only, then the judgment. Who wants Christ? I'll have Christ. Soon as that body, that soul says yes, and guess what? The spirit is really crying out, help me. It's, can you do like you're in bars? Can you, can you b b help, help? This is the soul. Can, can, can we, can we, on a chair? No, no. Now listen to me, this is important. Can I just have that spirit of yours crying out for salvation? Can you do the bars? Can you do the bars? Help! Help! That's good. If this soul turns around to the spirit and says, what are you on about? They somehow communicate and then, yeah, 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 but they... But somehow, they're going to come into an agreement because this man's soul is going to decide. Remember, the soul is the mind, the will. The will is your decision processing. I didn't tell you something, but the spirit has three faculties. Three faculties. They are this. The conscience, 
whether or not what he knows, he's going to do what's right. That's the conscience. Whether whatever, whatever, whatever the information is, you are going to decide by your conscience to do what you think needs to be done. The other thing is that you have an intuition, a faculty of intuition. You know intuitively somehow the truth of the matter. That's the second one. The third one is communion. That this spirit has the capacity to commune with God. John 4, I think it's 27, the gospel talks about the word that we worship in spirit and truth. We don't worship by our soul. We don't worship by our emotions. We worship. They can get caught up, but ultimately worship. Thank you, Tim. I thought you were getting that up. But we worship. This is the one that wants to worship. His soul will just come along for the ride. His body will come along for the ride. Are you getting this? This is awesome. Now, dreams and visions. Dreams and visions. Once he gave his life to the Lord, once the, the, the Holy Spirit, once he said yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit, who can be the Holy Spirit? Kate Duffy, please. You're the Holy Spirit. You're the Holy Spirit. Once this person says, yes, Jesus, I'm, I need you. That's it. That's all Jesus needs. The Holy Spirit comes rushing in and comes to this spirit of this man. And just put your hand on him like that. And bang, something happens. He comes alive. He's released. You just stay there, darling. Because there's another scripture that the, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, there's a, there's a scripture that actually talks about the Holy Spirit being close to the Spirit of the man. Now, you have the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry, I know Bree's there, but you've got the Holy Spirit as well. It's not, it's not Katie, it's, not, it's, it's the Holy Spirit. Um, this, this Holy Spirit is, is what you've got to get to know. It wants to hang around your life. It wants to abide around you. wants to hang around you. But it's going to be really hard to go down to Woodport. This Holy Spirit ain't going to like Woodport. It can handle it. It can handle it. The Holy Spirit can handle it. But it doesn't want to go down to Woodport. Trust me. The other thing is this. The other thing is this, dreams and visions, just for a little more longer, guys. This born-again Christian now has the capacity to hear from God because he is alive and free to communicate with God. He didn't have that capacity before he was saved. Do the, do the bars again. This is where a lot of our friends are. They are trapped. They can't hear God. They don't even know what we're talking about. All right, now here it is. When we say worship God, it's your spirit, put your hands up, that wants to worship God. Your soul, if it's been trained and discipled and disciplined, 
it will respond and it will worship too and the body will follow suit that's why the giving message if the giving message convicts the spirit and the spirit said it is good the soul then must make its mind up to give and the soul says it is truth i will give by faith and then the body responds with the offering This is flakiness. Do you want to know what flakiness is? The spirit is convicted. Do a rah and a shout and what a great giving Woo! message. Woo! I want to give. The soul says, now you got to, no way, Jose. I'm, I just feel stingy. I'm not having a good day anyway. And so this soul, if it's unrenewed, it, it's going to cause you problems. The body cannot respond if i was to put you in a straitjacket that's where that's what would be happening because your soul your decision making wouldn't let this body move it won't move it'll just go <laughs> flakiness is when you get convicted by the spirit to do the good thing and how does that happen? It's the Holy Spirit that is helping, counseling and comforting the Spirit. This Spirit is being comforted and counseled. Romans 8, 14. You got it. See, the Spirit knows. See, I put the body down here on purpose and then I put the soul here on purpose. But I, the Bible says this Spirit is supposed to rule the roost. The Spirit is supposed to help you rule your life and and live your life and a lot of people get it the, the other way around let's do that um, spirit let's pull you down here you just want to get too godly we're just going to let the soul have some time out and, and let's put the spirit down there in the body you want to share show off your new haircut and uh in the spirit look spirit you just you just sit by your we're driving aren't we soul we're driving our life. We're determining our life. And Spirit, I know you want to read the Bible. I know you want to give to God. I know you want to worship and lift your hands to God and come to church and be part of the leadership. But guess what? You, you're not budging unless we tell you. And that can happen. The Bible says, the other way around now, thanks guys. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, thank you, Tim. Holy Spirit, don't please leave us. Just stay there. I'm nearly done. I'm going to just show on this how this works. This is revolution. If you get this, this is awesome. I think it's 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, is it, Tim? 2. And um, this is the deal. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Meaning, if you try and interpret the vision and dream for your life through the body and through the soul, you will not. You will not see your best life in these realms. You must see your best life through your spirit. Now, there's three types of people. Who wants to know the three types of people there is? It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty challenging. Are you up for it? But, but if you don't understand what I'm about to say, you will not see your dreams and visions. 
Okay, because God is trying, God can only speak to this spirit by the Holy Spirit. He doesn't speak to the soul. Your soul is stirred when you go to the cinema and when you do all the other stuff in life. But God speaks directly to the spirit. This is powerful. Now, here it is. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love. It's actually an Old Testament scripture, and they couldn't do this. But we are New Testament believers, and our spirit has been regenerated. There's a, there's a scripture in Ezekiel 36 uh, that talks about he takes out the stony heart, he puts a heart of flesh in, that we may follow the word of the Lord, that we may follow his commands. That's what supernaturally happened to you. Okay, so that really applies in the Old Testament, but does not have to apply to you, my friend. Now continue on. Thanks, Tim. But God is revealed to it by His Spirit. Capital S. Who's the Spirit? Who's the capital S up here? That's Katie. That's the Holy Spirit. But God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. The Spirit, capital S again, the Holy Spirit, Katie, searches all things, even the deep things of God for your life. If you're struggling, oh, my soul, I'm anguishing, I'm trying to work it out. Ah. No, that's not the way to do it. You've got to be still and know that he's God. Do that in worship. Do that in prayer. Do that when you come into church. Check your soul out a little bit and decide to let your spirit man come alive in the house of God. Okay, continue on. The deep, I want to know, who wants to know the deep things of God for our lives? Oh, please, the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of man except the man's spirit, little less that's you, little less spirit within him. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God, big S, Katie, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit hangs out and is actually God, the, the Holy Spirit knows a whole bunch. Continue. But we have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. Oh, this is what tonight's all about. It's about God has given you a dream, a vision, a great life to live, but you'll only perceive it by your spirit, not your soul. That's why when you're in the house of God, try and get your spirit activated to hear God. There's plenty of times to talk and there's plenty of times to goof off when you leave here. Down at McDonald's, you can goof off down there. You can goof off in the car park, wherever. When you're here, this is a privileged time to lock and load your spirit to God. It's powerful when you do because you walk out of the house transformed. We have not received the spirit of the world. We have not, but the spirit who is from God that we may understand what God has freely given us. Thank you more. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom. So there's no way we can tell you ultimately what your dreams and visions are. There's no way. No human wisdom can tell you. Only God can tell you. Taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. Continue. Now, here it is. This is the ungenerate, ungenerate man. Did I say that right, Luke? Yeah. Unregenerated. Thank you. Unregenerated man. I knew, I knew there was someone. Unregenerate. This is the man who's not saved. This is the woman, the man, not saved. Do the bars? Locked out from God. Can't hear God. Can't, don't even know what God is about. Bible, what Bible? God, what God? Prayer, prayer, what prayer? Born again, what's that? The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. 
They are discerned by Jonathan, the spirit man. Continue. The, uh, the spiritual man, now this is the saved man, this is this man standing here. This, that's you sitting right there. The spiritual person makes judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. Thank you. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Put your hand on his mind. We have the mind of Christ. If you let, if you let God get to you. And if you, if you get the body, allow the body to be subdued, and allow the soul to be crucified, the flesh to be subdued. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Continue, thank you. Brothers, I could not address you as spiritual. Now, here it is. You're saved. This is the third person. We've gone from unsaved, saved. Who wants to know who the third person is? It's pretty challenging. You do, Jeremy. It's pretty challenging, but this is my last point. The third person has been saved. This is what happens to a lot of our friends, family, youth, whoever. They get saved, but they never allow the spirit man to rule the roost. They're always living in the soul, in the flesh realm, and the Bible speaks it like this. Brothers, this is Paul speaking to Corinth Church, Corinth Church. Brothers, I could not address you as spiritual, but as worldly. Mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. Continue on. Thank you. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere men? That, that's fleshy people that cause discord, that cause just anguish. They're just given over to the flesh. And... What would four say? Does that help me? I wonder, I'm forgetting now what it says, but for whom one? Yeah, that's it. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, guys. God, give them a hand, everyone. Woo! Thank you, Ollie. I hope that lives with you forever. And um, yeah, I'll just have that pulpit back there. I'm, I'm nearly done. Did that help some people? Your soul likes to spit the dummy. Your soul likes to get emotional. Your soul likes to depend on the weather. Your soul does make decisions for good and bad. Your soul cannot communicate with God. If you're in the church and you're going, what are these people like tonight? That was quite powerful. Who believes that? If you, if you didn't get that, you need to pray and ask God to sanctify you. And you need to ask God to crucify your flesh and allow your spirit man to come alive. Let your spirit man come alive in God. You have a spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit. Get to know your spirit. Get to know your spirit. Get to know your spirit. Because your spirit communicates with God. Not your soul. Not your body. Your spirit. Guess what, folks? You're saved. You can hear God. You can, you, can, you can receive dreams and visions. Father, in this house tonight, I believe right now that there's people in this house 
experiencing right now revelation of what it means to be born again, saved, set free. Father, I just pray that, Lord God, in 213, that we would uh, live an extraordinary life in the Spirit. Father, forgive me if I've lived in the flesh, if I've lived a worldly life. I release my spirit to worship God. I release my spirit to abide in the Word and in the Spirit to grow up, to be mature in God, so that I would not be tossed to and fro by this world, that I would be strong for others, that I would be strong for my church. I choose to live in the Spirit. I choose to live for God. Dear God in heaven, thank you for giving me the power to overcome everything that would try and come against me and stop me living my best life. Lord, right now, with eyes closed, I just pray that the Lord would begin to give you dreams and visions to live a most extraordinary life in 2.13. Father, speak to me now. Holy Spirit, speak to me now. And we're going to just pray that um, as you begin to write something down by faith, that uh, you'll start receiving something even on the run. You are purposed to live an extraordinary life. And God does have a vision for you to live an extraordinary life. Speak to us now, dear God. Holy Spirit, speak to us now and anoint us to see the value of ourselves, of being included in the greatest the greatest plan and purposes on this planet, saving souls and doing life well, our career, our families, our marriages, our health. Give me faith, Lord God, to believe for my health to improve in 213, my life to improve, to, to know you more intimately, God. Uh, give me visions and dreams, Lord. And right now, I pray that the eyes of your heart would be open to see the incomparable power of God rushing towards you. Ephesians talks about the eyes of your heart. May your eyes be opened. May your eyes be open to the Lord. May He speak to you at night in your dreams as He spoke to Abraham, Moses, Joshua, Jacob, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Paul, speak to, speak to us, dear God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Just you can start filling those out, those bits of paper on your seat. And uh, we're going to ask you to fill those out. We're going to pray over them. And then we're going to ask for um, the Lord to anoint them and bless them. Holy Spirit, right now in this atmosphere, just, just write down what you believe that you're born for. Pardon? Yeah, pens and paper, I think. Just write down what you, what you want to do, what you see and you feel in your heart, see in your mind's eye, what you want to do. Write it down. could be wild and ludicrous, but write it down. Be real, bud. Be real. Thank you, Father. Dear God, thank you so much. Thank you for the church with vision. By the way, the Bible says without vision you perish. You dwell carelessly, you're ungovernable, you're without restraint, but with revelation, with vision, 
write down the revelation, Habakkuk 2.2. Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation, make it plain on tablets so the herald may run with it. Vision is the ability or the God-given gift to see those things which are not as though they were. It's also to see things in your mind's eye before they exist. It's also there is a strong correlation between vision and faith. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. God is the ultimate visionary. He's visualized the entire creation, mankind, the earth and the rest of the universe. Before it was ever created, visions and dreams come from him. Matthew 6:22 the eye of the lamp of the body if your eyes are good your whole body will be filled with light but if your eyes are bad your whole body will be full of darkness if then the light within you is darkness how great is that darkness four effects of god-given vision it's quickening it's motivating it's constraining it means that it'll mold you and shape you this sanctifying People who get vision from God get their act together. They begin to dis discipline their life in order to serve the God who has revealed so much of himself to them. They no longer just live for themselves, but now know now what, to, now what to set their lives apart for God and his service. But know what to set their lives. And I love this scripture, Exodus 3, 5. Moses was told by God, put off your shoes from your feet. For the place in which you are standing is holy ground. I love this scripture. It's Amos 8.11. I didn't give it this morning. I'll give it tonight. The days are coming, declares the sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine through the land. This is a prophetic word, a, a, a word that grips people and, and gives them, you know, just a desire to live their best life. And there was a famine of that. Not a famine of food or thirst for water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. Amos 8.12 says... Men will stagger from sea to sea and wander from north to east, searching for the word of the Lord, but they will not find it. That's a desperate situation of the prophetic not being heard in that time, but the, we don't fall under that anymore. The, the prophetic word is available right now. Right now, I pray for you and your family, your children, your, your marriage, your health. I pray that you would hear the word of the Lord, that you'd hear dreams and visions. Amen. Did everyone write something down? Awesome. Could be cancellation of debt. Could be better health. Could be serve the Lord. Could be go to Bible college. I know a great Bible college. God's quickening his plans. The greatest, the greatest um, plan that he has on the planet is the local church. To redeem humanity from a lost situation. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's pray. Do I pray now, Jules? Let's all stand. God bless you. Father in heaven, we just stand before you in your presence. And we declare that these dreams and visions matter to you. And I pray, Lord, that you would energize. There's a great scripture that talks about more or less his provision of, um, of, of, of of the vision that God's given you. And it goes like this. Um, Prov, uh, Psalm 33 verse 11. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. This church will stand. Your life will stand. It will stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. There's something about the power of God available in that. When the Lord says my purposes, my plans will stand forever. 
Whether we like it or not, God is about fulfilling his dreams and plans for your life. So Father, right now as we clasp, as we clutch hold of these dreams and visions, we pray that they would give you glory. We pray that they would be empowered by the Holy Spirit and angels around us to Lord, to break through into our best life, to break out of the flesh, to live spiritually, to hear God spiritually, to allow our spirit man to hear God, to see God, to be envisioned, impassioned, in living, emboldened. Dear God in heaven, I pray that my spirit man would begin to be strong in me, that I would worship and seek God with all my heart. This is my chief aim, to know God all the days of my life. So, Father, with these dreams and visions in my hand, I pray this, that, Lord, that you would mobilize this church and mobilize these people to serve God, love God, and to reap a harvest in their lifetime of souls, souls, souls. Tim, do you have that um, picture of, of just that soul? And this is one little thing I'll just leave with you. Every soul is important. And uh, let's pray for souls for 213. Let's believe for more souls through yards and youth. And souls matter so much to God. This is an old painting, but that is a soul being carried to heaven after their death. A soul is being carried to God. And uh, every soul is precious. You are a soul. And you are bound for eternity in heaven or the other place. It is so important that we get spiritual for God. We're not playing cubby house church. We are absolutely serious of being mobilized as a mighty church to retrieve people from the pit of hell. It is appointed under man to die once once only and then the judgment our Lord Jesus will judge every soul I know that's quite stark and but it's the truth dear God dear God thank you for my salvation thank you for my soul saved in Jesus name amen hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.